0: hello and welcome back to the fantasy take tv podcast we're here for the round eight review joined by a couple of men who went very well this week so we'll get to that in a second but the agenda for today uh obviously we'll go over how we went the latest injury news and some suspensions as well some premium targets of course it is upgrade season or we will continue to try and be an upgrade season um some concerning primos that you know could be traded out and, and other players dpp there's some uh, additional news as to last week uh, on top of that some rookies and then captains but george how did you go mate who's your mvp in the uh, fault of the week
1: uh this week uh, we scored 2000 oh We i scored 2539 and i ranked 6.6k so that's wildly better than anything i've been this year so far so still fair way away from you blokes but um i'll take that for sure uh, mvp in fault to the week well mvp is forget to my trade so mvp uh we'll take your pick really this week um okay i think it's i hate to do this again to you <laughs> <laughs> It was, was going to be mine if it wasn't yours, George.
2: Um,
1: well, Z he, will, he's almost my fault of the week as well because he took so many marks the midfielders couldn't touch the ball. I'm using that as an excuse for still. <laughs> we'll speak about still later in the podcast, but yeah, just uh, I watched the first five minutes of this game and I'm thinking, like, is this he thinks he's at training playing kick to kick? I think he was on 30 DT within like four or five minutes. So yeah, he is. Uh, Prime Zeeble and intercepting as well. So he had a good game, but like a lot of unnecessary touches. Fault of the week, it has to be Ashcroft. As, and like, I I love what Ashy's done for us, but I really needed his 30K to get merit next week. Now I think I have to get rid of Hopper for merit because of uh, he didn't make the money I thought he would. So Ashley's 37. Um, yeah, can't really fault what he's done for us really. Made heaps of money, but yeah, just needed two 70s to get the extra money, so um now well yeah i'll still tell my team apart to get merit next week but we'll see how we go so in there, my trades were last week i got rid of fergus green tyler young and will setterfield so happy with all those three outs and in came steel simpson and chincotta so i'm happy with those ins steel uh we'll speak about him after but I'm not too worried at the moment so yeah i'm okay with that uh, how'd you go jd
2: I had a twenty-five-seven-three, which I think was pretty good when it came to weekly scores, like a hundred and thirty or something, um, ranked for the round, and I moved up to two hundred and eighteen overall, which is very
1: nice.
2: Yeah, season high so far, not too bad. We'll see how long that that holds on, just because you know, been pretty aggressive with trading to get here. And last week I traded out. Was a little bit fortunate, I guess, depending on how you look at it. So I traded out Ridley, um, just with Laverty out of the side. It was clear he's playing lockdown, so uh decided it was probably time to move him on over someone like Hopper, which ended up being a really good move, both because Hopper went well and Ridley got injured, um, as well as Fergus Green and I pulled in Sinclair and Sincotta, the Sin boys, or the well, I guess it might be Chincotta and Chinclair. But um yeah they uh I was they...
0: Calling me and George at Sincotter on the stream last week. So <laughs> who was someone on the on the stream in the comments was saying it's oh, yeah. But yeah, no one says it. So
2: yeah, so I'm, I thought they like the blues announced him as like Sin Codder. Yeah. Like, like they made us like a sign. Anyway. Um uh like yeah. Okay, so yeah, those those were trades. Rank overall is is pretty good. Uh, my MVP in Fold of the Week. So um I'm gonna give my MVP to one Samson Ryan, who is just fifteen percent owned. I could have picked, you know, Dunkley, Golden. Zebel, but these are all very highly owned players. I mean, basically everyone has all three of those. Um, so yeah, I'll give it to Samson Ryan. He's now got a three-round average of 86, basically, just 15% of teams, and he's gone what you know, 104, 71, 82 the last three weeks. And I think I fielded all three of those scores. So to get that out of a rookie at this time of the year when cash generation struggling and um, you know, we're we're trying to field good scores, it's been very nice to have Samson in the side. Uh, and my fault, I will give it to Warple, who looks like he's on the out this week, still had the role when it came to CBAs, but just couldn't put points on the board. And it was very disappointing because um uh, like a little bit like you know, George with what you're saying, but like if he'd scored well, I could have maybe held him a little bit longer, eked a little bit more cash out of him, but uh what was it like a sixty eight or something really halted his cash gen, and it's you know, scoring worse than basically everyone else on the field, including rookies, apart from Chandler. So yep, he's the he's the negative, even though he's been good for us uh to this point in the year
0: yep no that makes sense uh i scored 2449 which yeah around this podcast and around the discord at the moment it always you know you move up almost a thousand spots but you feel bad so um i think i'm up to 1.8k now um yeah could be inside the top 1k without the toot trade and captaincy and then obviously zebel the big miss i really could be really high but that's the um Trade out Setterfield, uh, that was good. Rattigalia, not as good, but still needed to get someone out for an upgrade. So, um, not too upset with it, but uh, he looked like he played really, really well. And then Fergus Green was a good one. Brought in Sinclair like UJD. I uh, didn't catch that game, but I uh, saw that he had played like so much midfield in the second half again and mm. was in like 60 cents percent CBAs, which I don't like. Yeah, love. that's right. So, I don't like that, but um, I still think he'll be okay. And then got in Simpson and Chincota as well. So boosted like George. So um, happy with that. Uh, The MVP, well, it was going to be Samson as well, JD. So I'll have to just go with that because my team doesn't have too many others. Um, Could be Hopper, I guess. But yeah, a lot of my team's uh, pretty highly owned. Uh, But the fault is well and truly Sicily. So after being my MVP last week, he's back in the faults where he's been most of the year. So been a bad starting pick. you know, 530K I think at the moment, averaging 98 for 600 and whatever he was, not great. So um could be someone i flipped flip the buy depending, uh, you know, Zebel's going to out-average him, out-score him, out-price him in the next month I would suggest. So, uh, you know, it'd be great if I could make that switch but probably not going to happen. So, Which, yeah, MVP Samson. and Just S- based on your trades at NO, did you bank a lot of
2: cash this week?
0: Yeah, so this week, uh, I can really do a lot with it. i got 230 in the bank. Warple's got to go. Ashie's got to go. I was able to loop Ashie. So in a week where I didn't have Zebul and stuff, I was still able to make some decent decisions to help me because not getting Ashcroft's score helped. But yeah, Warple, Ashcroft can go to two premiums and then probably a boost. We'll talk about it later, what rookies, but yeah, um, my last boost that'll be and We'll see who i bring in but we'll get to some um a well, quick discussion we want to have at the start of the podcast at the top is the buy rounds boys so um they're not too far away uh what round is it you know nine next week in about i say a month we're in 12 i believe is the first one um four buy rounds this year with a you know a weird two-team buy of uh, geelong and gold coast in the second one so how are you positioned, George? Has uh, your team position you know, coming up? I know we, we're looking at a few first buy round players to bring in um, over the next week or so. We already brought a couple in. Is that what is that your plan? And I, I don't know, round fifteen is pretty stuffed, isn't it? Yeah. So
1: this is interesting. I think I play buys differently to people. I think um, some years it's worked, some years not so much. But for what I like to do is load up on the first buy, even though they ha- already have the. Um, you know, they're not They're going to play not too far away rather than getting him like upgrading him after the first buy because it just having them there, like, I, I feel like I'm in position to cover the round 12 by quite easily, even with six premiums out. I should have 19 or 20 all going well playing. That's including like a constable donut and what and whatnot, like them not playing. So I feel like I'm okay going through there and then I can just carry those guys through the buys because, like, I know the last buy you got the GWS boys, the Kangaroos boys. Um, the dogs dogs boys as well like english and bond so it's going to be a really rough last buy so i don't want to overload too much on there uh i think i'm positioned okay looking at i think if you have like a tom stewart i don't have stewart but he'll be very handy to have because you'll get like an extra player basically because he'll be easy to cover um so i feel like i'm positioned okay i think if you have like a luxury of buy flipping some players like maybe a day potentially if there's like better dpps that come through um and whatnot even like maybe a cogs you could uh flip to like a petrarch if he gets dpp or gone or or whatnot you could do that but i don't think I have the trades for that so i think buy flipping will be very handy so those people that with extra trades will have that uh, i won't so yeah at the moment i am i think i'm six five and seven in terms of premiums out at the moment how are you looking at it jd
2: uh yeah no i'm struggling at the moment um that round 15 buy is going to be a killer for me because both the north plays in zeeble and cheese will end up being keepers so probably a couple more in that round than i expected and then on top of that i had the three gws boys and bought english and then you know popular picks in Taranto and rosie all of a sudden i'm at nine premiums in that last buy out of the, what, 18 or so that I've got in my side at the moment. So that's a bit of a concern for me. I'll be trying to um, bring in all my premiums from now until then in the front few buys, which means players like, you know, Doherty and Walsh are out for me. And then I I think I will be someone that um, has to probably look at buy flipping, even if I don't have the trades for it, just to make sure I can get through to the end. Uh, But look, it's fine. We'll manage all right. What about yourself, Eno? Are you... um any of them well, you just looking,
0: with that double up i'm doing this week i'm going from four in the first part to probably six if i go with Mills and brayshaw so that's probably going to struggle a bit but that will help me for the rest um you know i'm fine in the second of course uh, third i'm i'm pretty fine in, and then in the last i've got seven so you know still a fair amount but hopefully by then you've, we've traded in some um players mm-hmm. off their buy and and really it's going to come down to how many of their rookies are playing so I feel like most are going to be in similar boats. There, we're going to. There's not a plethora of rookies to get <laughs> at the moment. Like we're all going to own most of the same ones. So, whether they play or not is is going to be you're going to be in the pack with a lot of that. So, yeah, I guess premium. How your premiums are set up, and obviously, as George said, more the more trades you've got, you're going to be able to have the luxury of flipping a couple of guys that might be on the edge, like Will Day, like Sisley, who I've got. Um, Cogs, like you said. I mean, even Gordon after his 150s. You know, his role isn't the best. So he, he could possibly be be one. But you know, um, yeah, that's the way I'm looking at it. Uh think I'm okay. Like for I got 20 trades, uh, 17 after this week though. But yeah, I think that's maybe just par or maybe slightly above the most, I'm not sure, but should be able to flip a few um in the buys. Just gonna come down to the, the rookies that, that play. So I mean the two that Meeble are trading in this week, George and well, Drury. Um, is the most traded in play by far. I mean, he's got the last buy as well, so that won't help. Um, and then I know a lot of looking at Rory Atkins, but I guess we'll leave that conversation for later on. But he obviously has that you know, easy buy, so he might be handy to help you. Can grow. I just add one
1: thing? I think this year's buys are going to be a little bit harder because of our rookies. So a lot of us might still have Constable. A lot of us probably have Matt Roberts. And I think last year we all had playing R3s. This year, a lot of us have Madden. So yeah, I guess maybe like on that round 12 buy, maybe you can like correct a rookie or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it depends on his, I have stirred as well. So I'm just praying he comes back. So that's just an extra one for me. So I just thought that was worth noting. I think like round maybe round 12, round 13 is um, round, sorry, round 11, round 12 might be the week to fix up a Roberts. He's still listed as seven to nine weeks away. So he's definitely dead for the buys. So yeah, I thought I'd add that.
2: And I mean, for those that haven't navigated the buys before, um, it is a little bit strange this here with the four buy rounds and not even team split, but it's best 18 in all four rounds. And that's why we talk about front-loading in this round 12 and round 13 buy where there's less teams missing. So it's kind of easier to field your team. Uh, and then the ones that'll be a concern for most around 14 and 15. Uh, but yeah, if you've back-loaded into those buys, then you usually can sideways through to give you a little bit of a help and a leg up and of course the buy rounds a great time to make up ranks on the year especially those that haven't planned well or have got dead benches and i think to george's point this is one of the tricky years because a lot of us have i would say three to four um donuts at a minimum and that's that's more than we generally tend to have at this time of the year uh, but, yeah, it should be interesting to see how how, that, how we navigate that and who comes out the other side looking pretty good. And if you have banked up trades, then I think that's going to be the perfect time to use that advantage to make sure you've got playing, um, uh, you know, you've got 18, 19, 20 on the field. I mean, 20
0: is kind of ideal when others uh, only have
2: 18 or less.
0: Yep. Uh, that's it for the buyers, boys, unless you've got anything else. We'll move to some to some news. Roel Marshall. Uh Unfortunately, we didn't get a, another, you know, last 10 minutes or five minutes of the game out of him like we did a few weeks ago, but rolled his ankle uh, late in that game. But uh, supposedly, as Ross said after the game, he, he was, you know, all good and could have came on if need be. Obviously, that's a straight after the game comment. So still, you know, see how we train this week, but it looks like he'll be fine unless we hear otherwise. Um, I know the injury lists are all updating kind of today as we speak on a doing the pot on a Tuesday, and he's, as I get to St Kilda, not on there. So seems as though he's fine. It's been updated for today. Um, so if anyone's worrying about him, should be all good. Um, Darcy Cameron, George, I know someone you've been penciling in, you know, to get back into your team after uh, owning him earlier, is uh, now only one week away, and that's sort of come up quick. Um, so, you know, we'll be back for, what, round 10, Um Supposedly, so someone that we could be looking at, but as we've sort of got some DPP news uh, later on, Max Gore might be getting forward status, but again, that's a month away. So, you still keen on DC, George? Or
1: it's a tricky one when he comes back, his his break even is pretty low, it's 53, and he has BJ Williams in round 12. I don't. I'm, I, I don't like going blind. I just want to see how he is. I, I assume he'll be fine. Apparently, he was like there was some footage of him moving really well at training today. Uh, well, I, I just wanted a ruck forward cover. And it looks like we're most likely going to get Max and I'm probably leaning Max Scorn. Um, I honestly don't know who I want because Max is obviously a far better player, but the ruck split. You know they can. They can just like rest Gorn a little bit throughout the rest of the season, get him right for finals if they want. because I think uh, the more responsibility we own Cameron, but regardless, Gorn, like uh, he's competitive as hell. He'll get up and have impact for every game. So I don't know which way you want to look at it. Um, yeah, I, I'm somewhat keen. I think I'm probably leaning max at this stage, but both, I think, if you can, I think both will be good because both should be 110 plus.
0: Back for around ten scores and it's got him at eighty seven, let's say hundred. He's about five twenty, say, JD. Would you attack him there or consider him with North West Coast in the next two after that? Um it's hard. A lot of people got full defenses and maybe even, you know, close to a full not full, but probably ten, anywhere from ten to eleven forwards and defenders, and then we're all looking for mid. So do you even have room to grab someone like him?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I think for me, it's more the room thing. So if I didn't have like a full forward line uh, or whatever it may be, is he the type well, Actually, I, I could probably could fit him in. Is he the type of player I'd be looking for? I mean, I think yes. I mean, the North West Coast fixture is nice. Um, that buyer probably can take another one in. So I, I think I'd be interested in Cameron. Obviously, the concern would be like how he returns coming off his injury and all that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think he's someone that you could look at in a couple of weeks once he gets back, but probably no need to speculate, just wait and see what happens when he returns. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's even hard to say if you'd prefer him or um, gone I guess by that point, gone's price might be a little bit far out of reach. So it's probably going to be Cameron based on value, but, yeah, Gorn, you can really go wrong with either.
0: Yeah, well, we'll get to the DPP, as I said, but gone you know, you're sort of betting on that still for three weeks to go by then, and it's... True. So- Bit dicey there, maybe if he doesn't get it. And yeah,
2: well, you should have a better idea by the time Cameron is like, yeah, eligible, like you know, ready for selection. I
0: guess so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, JBR, um, his suspension's been upheld about a couple of hours ago, an hour ago, yeah, very surprising. We're not, not going to talk too much about that. Well, I'm not anyway. If you want to read some salt, go to the Discord. But George, he's got to go anyway, 250k, and what's his break even 60 ish, 59. 59. Oh, he so. was gone anyway, so it's like
1: whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, he's got Hawthorne this week. Their key defense is that like the biggest mess at the moment. Like 3-0 mm. forwards have been terrible for weeks and weeks and weeks and they all look like, like all Australians on the weekend. So, yeah, probably, yeah, I mean, he can go. 59 break even, two-week suspension. If you're looking to someone to get rid of, well, you can get rid of him.
0: And then Nick Newman's the other one who um, we're still waiting on, uh, I believe, but uh, got a week. But, you know, who that might affect Doherty, I guess, Sad if anyone owns him. Um, but still, will only be for a very short term. So nothing major there. Any other news before we move on, boys? No other injuries?
2: Oh, I mean, I think the Chester's New- coming New- back. Yeah, the, <laughs> New- the Newman one I might only be if, like, Cowan comes back in on the back of that, but it might only be for a week. And that's even if he comes back. I don't think he's been playing particularly well in the twos. So
0: Okay. Chester George, you still got him, don't you?
1: Yeah, I tried to correct him to Chandler in week two and didn't. And it's a significant difference. What a Sorry. benefit.
0: <laughs> <to> <laughs>
1: <now>. <laughs> well, I just want him, I've said this like three weeks in a row, just be a warm body and score something in the, in yeah. the buys. But I think he like has to play. They've got more injuries this week, I think. I can't remember who. I'm I'm looking at the injury list and it's like, yeah, it doesn't even fit on a full 100% page. So, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, he's not on the injury list at all. So I assume that means he can play this week.
0: All right. Let's get to some uh, premium targets or some trade-ins that people are looking at. And the first one, well, we pegged it last week. Steel Mills, Brayshaw, we get a week to look at them, see what they can do to impress us. Uh, and one of them did that very well in Brayshaw, one in Mills, turned his role around a bit, but Steele also um, had a good role, but a bit forward time, George. Um, and as you said, that game wasn't very contested or uh, contest and stoppage heavy. So I know you're still on it already, George, but if you had none this week, who are you most impressed by and who would you be jumping on?
1: I think Brayshaw was the best on the eye. Worth noting, he played witches hats. Um, to put that into perspective, like you play CS:GO, right? You know, you no. play bot games. He was against <laughs> the bot game, basically. Far out. Um, yeah, it's hard. I feel like we need to go in depth on all three, so I'll, I'll touch on them. Um, yeah, Brayshaw looks really good now. He said he's injury free. He's been battling an issue. Um. His ratio generally, he kicked two goals. He has been kicking a few goals this year, actually, but he's generally better DT because he's like, even at halftime, I think he had three contested possessions and he was on 70 or 80 or something. So that's ratio, but he did 110. I think he, if he didn't get tagged, he probably would have done 115 last year. I think it was what, 112, 113 last year. So he should be able to go fully fit at 110. I mean, Frio fixture isn't super kind for the rest of the year and he's, um. Yeah, he needs to absolutely kill it to not get killed with his ratio. So, I think he's good. I think he's very good. I think he's more your D your M seven M eight candidate. I think he's a good option. So, yeah, given Freyhan is good, I still think he should be able to do one ten because that's what he was last year. And also worth noting, he said he was fitter than he ever was in the preseason. I don't know, maybe hurt his knee in round one or something. So, um, that should be a good sign for Andy. Um, So I think he's a good option. So then you got Mills. I didn't see this game, so maybe you guys can touch on him a bit more if you did watch it. Uh, The CBAs are back up. Actually, I watched a little bit. I just saw him around the middle a bit more, started in the middle, Uh, 31 touches, uh, had some bad early clangers, which hurt his um, score early. I think he was on like negatives for a bit and had the decent DT. So I I can't comment too much, but we know what he can do. First full preseason. I touch on Jack Steele, so I brought him in. People were concerned. People were not happy. I can't understand. Did he look good on the eye? Quarter three, he looked really, really good. He looked like old Jack Steele. Had the most clearances on the ground. Was probably the best mid on the ground. Maybe Liam Shields was. I think he got a 130 DT, but I didn't really take much notice of him. Um, quarter two and quarter four, he he finished the quarters like full forward on Ben Mackay. And I'm like, okay, why is this happening? Um, I think when the when the whips are cracking, when they need him, when they when they when they need a win, I severely doubt he's going to be uh, full forward late in the fourth quarter. Um, I think he'll be okay. So this game, there was I I sent a tweet comment to Matt Mottram who brought him in. He's like almost first in AFL fantasy, and I was just mentioning that this game was full of. Uncontested marks, 240 uncontested marks. Um, Usually there's about 180. I think stoppages were about 20%, 30% less than they usually are. So there's less stoppages, less center bounces. And yeah, I mean, what did Z will take? 20 uncontested marks or something like that? So the game wasn't friendly. And like all the the mids did bad. LDU was terrible. Simpkins scored, I think, 40 DT. Uh, Ross and Crouch were under 90 DT. Um, Still got the 95. Tackled well. I thought he... There were moments where he looked good. There are moments where not so great. I still think he's a fine option. I, he's not He's not 130 Jack still anymore, 125. He's going to be a high CBA. He's going to be 80% CBA guy. Um, he looks fine in terms of injury-wise. And he, he still looks pretty fit. He runs pretty hard, but um, I, I don't think the forward time persists too much, maybe here and there, but hopefully not as much as on the weekend. I think he's a fine option. Is he a top eight? Probably not, but it is his price, he's okay. So if I had to order the three, I honestly don't know. Put it this way. I'm getting Mills over Brayshaw this week and I already have Steel. So it's probably Mills, Steel, Brayshaw. Oh, no. I'm, oh, I'll say Steel, then Mills, then Brayshaw. Although on the eye, Steel's probably third. Yeah, I don't know, but... The only reason Mills would be if, if Mills was getting 100% mid or uh, 80 yeah. or even 65% mid time, he's clear first. There's No doubt about that. But it's going to take one or two injuries in Sydney for him to um, revert back yeah. to a crap role. And you never know. He could play more wing one game. Like, who knows? But yeah, so I think I've just talked for like five minutes there. But um, hopefully that was some help.
0: JD, what's your take?
2: Uh,. So I have them Mills, Steel Brayshaw. Don't know why. I've just got a feeling about um, Mills that he's going to end up being the best of these. He's heavy, like, you know, he's top eight last year. He's the only one of these three that haven't had an injury concern. Um, so while both like, you know, Brayshaw had the injured knee and yes, he's come good, but those things can flare up pretty easily. In fact, that's what we've seen with Lockie Weller, a different injury, of course, but. Um, that stuff can come up. And then, yeah, Steele's uh, shoulder, I guess, a little bit of concern given it's a second year in the row that it's played up. Uh, and he's just looked disinterested in periods of games, very, like, unsteel like um, So there's something off about that. But, yeah, I think Mills, the obvious upside with him is that he gets the better role in the midfield, which we've seen progressively happen the last two weeks, even without the defenders in the side, and that Swans start to find some form. Um, he's also got I think the well, a, a nice fixture than Brayshire in the next couple of weeks. I think Steele and the Saints have the best run home of the, a lot of them, where Freos that don't rate um, at all. So yeah, I don't know. I think I think Mills is probably one I lean to. And I I don't think Tom McCartan was on the injury list, right? And he didn't play on the weekend, did he? Oh no, he did, he did play. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just think that they've got enough defenders back now that he well, has... They brought Fox back. Yeah, they, yeah, that's right, they had Fox back. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I I have a feeling Mills will continue to play midfield time. It's what's worked the last couple of weeks. They've started looking competitive again in the midfield and around the ground, even though they didn't get wins. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I That's just where my gut feel lies is that Mills is the one to go for, even though he's break-even. I think is worse than break i think it's still I,
0: I, fine. If, if you wanted to wait on Mills for whatever reason, you could.
2: Yeah, so I mean, someone like me who doesn't have Oliver, I think this might be the week where I go Oliver and then get another week's data on Mills. The the downside with doing this is if Brayshaw was the pick, then I would probably miss the boat because he, he um he's got quite a low break even. But um yeah yeah, just I just got a feeling it's Mills. But I'm all three of these are risky. There's no like obvious picks here. I think you know merit next week into really soft fixture like obvious pick. Clary now kind of looking bottomed out, obvious pick, but yeah, these three I think all have risk attached, and those that pick the right one I think will see themselves much further ahead than than the others. Yeah, actually, this is reminiscent of last year where we had a similar round. I think it was just after the buys, but it was only two or three weeks on from here where it was Walsh, Parrish, and Merritt were the three that everyone was weighing up. There's Josh and- Kelly as well. Yeah, and like there was a clear number one choice in the end of those three, and if you didn't pick him, it really hurt the back half of your season, and I I get the feeling that these could be the same.
0: Yeah, and Merrick got yeah. tagged once or twice too and still was comfortably still in front. Was,
2: yeah, <laughs> and he was the cheapest as well. It was pretty nice. Yeah. Oh, no, so um, it, was,
1: um, it was Parrish, Walsh, and... Merrick. Um, it was yeah. Jelly as well, was it? Or and Jelly, yeah. And then uh, Jelly, Walsh... Parish all got injured, <laughs> and Merritt was even if they didn't get injured, Merritt was going to be the best anyway. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, yeah. All right, from someone who's getting two of these this week, it's clear to me who the two are, and and one of them is not Steele. So, I, I, it still could be Steele in a bit, but he, I don't like him on the eye. And look, I didn't, as I said, I called him only the week, two weeks prior, not actually much of this week, but. Um, Brayshaw, I, I, I like the most, I think, uh, just with the, the set role that we know, Mills, there is always that worry, but I, I will be getting both. And, um, yeah, Mills, even if he's only 40 50 percent CBAs and in the mid, he can still do at least sort of 100, I think. Uh, it's just that's what caps him from probably doing 110 plus again. Um, but I really, yeah, Brayshaw, I've got the quotes here from, um, you know, only a few days ago before the last game on on his knee, saying it's not the start of the year he would have wanted, personally. I've had a bit of a knee issue. feel like that's come good the last week. And he said it was his quad that was playing up, you know, as a bit of attachment to that over the right knee. So he said the docs have been working hard to get that pain-free. And then the first time against Brisbane it was. And then he's obviously had the the really good game against Hawthorne, which, mind you, obviously was a pretty easy kill. But, I mean, he won the AFLPA MVP last year. He was awesome. I I do like Andy, but I, I guess... I think a bit of a sarong improving does cap him a little bit. So I think 110 is probably what I'd expect uh, sort of at most from him. So I'm going him. And then Mills, I'm just going purely out of, you know, love for him. He's very cheap. And if it all goes well, he could, as JD said, be this absolute smash out of all of these and and go even bigger because we know in the role he can do close to 120. So don't expect that to happen from here on out with Mills because as George was saying on the back of his video, I saw... With the plead to horse, it's going to happen. There's going to yeah, be games yeah. where he's going to play a bit of wing for whatever. I mean, we just saw Golden play 100% wing, and I know he scored ridiculously, but it's going to happen to Mills too. Um, but I did like to, I did like seeing Robottom get a bit uh, a bit cucked on the weekend. He's he's the one that sort of added in over the last couple of years. That's sort of been the thorn that's taken quite a lot because he can really only play there. So yeah. I'm going those two, and if I had to order it, I think I'd have Bray Short just above a Mills because we know we know the role. He's, he's the top two mid at that team. Um yes, I guess he's had the knee concern and Mills hasn't, but uh, I've just put him slightly ahead of Mills and still third. So a fair bit of conversation there. Anyone got anything last to add before we move on?
1: If to be honest, he, I'd be happy
0: with all three. I think yeah.
1: Steel feels like there might be something slightly off with Steel. I think most people kinda of have that gut slightly, mm-hmm. that gut reaction, which I understand. Um, I don't know. I love Steel though. I owned, I owned him 2019 when he tagged and then missed him 2020. So it's sort of... When some he exploded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like... He uh, I was, was going to back him in. I feel like, yeah, I was going to back him in from here, but yeah, it'll be 80%. He, I think Mills is most likely to be the smash pick here, though.
0: Yeah, I still think Steele will be fine. He's got the role. He's As you said, as you said he's really improved his outside game. So I think he can at least get some points there, whereas he used to be pure inside a lot of tackles and all you know, that sort of stuff. So anyway, we'll move on. We've spent enough time there. Let us know, I guess, below what you'd order these three. I know a lot of people are looking at them this week. So another one a lot of people are very keen on, but to me feels a bit like too late, is Noah Anderson, who – had a monster game. I only caught the first half, but I think he just kept going and going in that game, um, which, you know, turned out quite close in the end and almost got them over the line. But um, it's always been a bit of career over his ball use and 80% on the weekend, only two clangers, kicked the goal, um, just was enormous. But he's shot up now to over 600K. And I, I, is obviously the very enticing part of this pick. And something I wish I went last week over, you know, a Sinclair or something, but uh, break even of nine and now 605K, George, can anyone be looking at Noah Anderson this week? Yeah, he looks really good. No took as well.
1: Uh, five on average, 130. He's had a few big ones as well. First three games, I don't know what happened. He looked like a flop and then he's just been probably and won the past five weeks. He hasn't I haven't really given it much thought. He's out of my price range. He has a nice buy. I prefer to back in the players that have done it before for a full season. Um we saw what happened to LDU, or it might be injury. I think Noah will be good. He looks like a top eight mid. If I had to say, if you ask me if do you think he's a top eight mid, I think yes on the lower end. Uh yeah, you miss a big one, but he's still gonna go up in price. I think it's fine if you want to grab him. Um, I am going to pass.
0: JD? <clears throat>
2: um, I don't know. I think with Anderson, like if he had any other buy, would we be talking about him? Is he just a buy bandit? Uh, I, so the buy is obviously really handy, but we are picking him for the rest of the year. Uh, my understanding of the Miller situation is that he comes back around the buy. And yes, Anderson did what 110 in the back half of last year with Miller in the side and all that stuff. But are we sure that's going to happen again this year when he's back, just given how rough he was the first couple of weeks? Um, he is an okay pick. I've got no problems with people picking him up if they've already got Oliver, if they don't want any of Mills, Brace or Steel. Like, it seems like a reasonable next best option, especially if you're looking for a pod. It's not my type of pick. I don't think he's proven enough to pay that much money. So I'm happy to give it a miss. If Miller was out for the year, I think I'd be much more interested.
0: Yep. Uh, Pass for me too. So yeah, buy does really help. One, if you jumped on last week, you'd be loving it. But is he going to continue this form for the rest of the year? Like Jadie said, not too sure. Took back soon. That sort of thing. But hey, if you've got that, look, he's 600k too. And it feels pretty hard trading in the guys that price you know week on week and if he's the 600k guy you want to choose you know like people can probably only afford getting one of those guys in you know over the last few weeks and into the next is he the one you want to spend the 600 on or is it someone else like a tom stewart or a walsh or track who might get tpp blah 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 so i don't know if Noah's the guy you want to splash the cash on um time to get oliver and dawson as non-owners so um I mean, J.D., you're the one here to talk about this. You're sitting at 200th without either of these guys. So yep. is this now the week to get either of these guys? I guess you can split it up. Um, first, for, for Clary, we'll talk about uh, what's he dropped to and sort of stagnated? 652. Six, so he's lost
2: about 50K in the year.
0: And a 99 break even heading into the Hawthorne game. So what what are you seeing here? And then,
2: uh, yeah, then Dawson is 655K, so about 5K difference, and he's got a 98 break even as well so i guess the question is um that's fitting those, isn't it? probably
0: the two best mids in the combo yeah. I would say, but yeah yep
2: yep yep um so i guess the question is kind of like for those that have missed these players can you pay out for them now um or should you be seeking value because that's probably the the bigger question like there's a, there'll be a lot of teams that'll be missing one of these um, or maybe they're missing English, who's also around the same price point as Dawson or whatever it may be. Can you pay up for these guys now or should you still be going your Mills, Brayshaw, et cetera?
0: Yep. Um, what do you say, George? I know we've got both of these guys, but I think for me, it's Clary. Now the time to get, if, you, if you've if you held off for this long and done, done well, is it probably as low as he gets? You know, yeah, we- up until post-buy?
1: Every year with Oliver, there's a pretty small window to get him before he goes nuts. Um, This is your window. I don't know how. Like, he's had the soft fixture. He's still got Hawthorne this week. They might send Nash to him. Nash has been doing a good job on some plays. Uh, We just saw Port give up, I think, 120 DT to Parrish and Merritt this week. He's got them next. And he's got Frio, who are playing like bunnies at the moment. So... Yeah, I think he's like. This is kind of what you probably expected. If you didn't start him or you didn't want to pay seven hundred, this is probably what you expected to pay for him anyway. Maybe a tad less. Um, Ninety-nine break-even. Uh, yeah, I think it's time to get him. If you feel like you're in a position where you need to go value now and maybe get him like, at like a flip hopper to him, I think that's still okay. But uh, don't be surprised if the moon game comes because it's happened for a lot of players and somehow it hasn't, happen- it hasn't happened with Oliver yet. But I think it's coming.
2: Yeah, that's right. Like he seems to drop a 200 each year. And thankfully, <laughs> as a non owner, I think the worst he's done is a 156 and then, yeah, the 130s in the last couple of weeks. So, no, it feels like a, good, a decent time to jump on him. Um, Dawson, I'm still not as sure on. I feel like tags have to come for him at some point, right? Uh, but in the upcoming fixture, I just don't really see where. But, yeah, that's a hard one to pay up for, even though he's clearly going to be the D1 from here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, since Nick's getting attention, you're probably right. Um, yeah, I think Clary, as we said, is probably the one to to prioritise if you didn't have either. And now's the time. And then, yeah, just got to hope for it. Dawson's going to be more a chance of a, a down game um, at some point. You know, we saw it couple of weeks ago with just some ball use, you know, does take off uh, or try to take some hard kicks on a lot of the time. And then, then, it just can be a game where that doesn't come off or, you know, the other team set up quite well and, and he can have a lower score. Whereas Clary's sort of floor is so, so high. It was even yeah, strange to even see him get a 90 against Richmond of all teams that, you know, a few weeks ago, but that, that's sort of given you the opportunity now to grab him. So I think, yeah. If you weren't an owner, grab him now. Uh, the only thing is people might have some issues in where that cash is coming from, but I think now's the time to sort of get rid of your Ashcrofts and Warples, who we'll talk about a bit later. As uh, Some trade-outs. And then lastly, some targets, uh, the, the Bombers boys, Merritt and Parrish, which I think we've all sort of pegged as, as that line up quite well um, next week. Uh, you have know, got Brisbane this week. Um, up at the Gabba, I believe. So, you know, Brisbane, they're not like Which, to be either. honest, they
2: haven't been the hardest team to score on this year. So they obviously have Barry that can play a cooler role. And so I wouldn't be surprised if that gets used on Merritt or Parish or something like that this week. Um, but then, yeah, after that, I mean, you've got Richmond, w- West Coast and North. And the West Coast and North is both double up. So they play them again around 21 and 22. Uh, still have a game against like Frio as well um, in there. Um, like, yeah, it's just a, a soft fixture for Bombers. Um, really, after this Brisbane game on the run at home, must be one of the the nicest fixtures. So, um, yeah, I think Merritt and Parrish are both going to be targets in the next two weeks.
0: Absolutely. Merritt's break-even is 130, so, yeah, makes me happy to wait. You don't think we're going to go too... Much bigger than that if he was to. And then Parrish is, I think, 90s. So um, maybe if you were keen on him, you could grab him, but he's still at a cheap enough price where he won't be overly expensive next week. But um, I think we've pegged them both as next week's George. I I think just be
2: careful with those um, just because they are that round 14 buy. So you've got. Yeah. You've, yeah, if you've got Laird, Dawson, Oliver already, Dacos, that's four premiums that you might already have. Then if you have either the Hawk boys like Day or Sisley or you've got like a Petrarca or you're getting Gorn in your rock, then all of a sudden you're getting up to you know six, seven, eight in that round pretty quickly. So just have a, a look at your team and see if you can actually accommodate one of those uh, would be my only tip and just figure out if that needs to actually adjust what your trades will be this week as well.
0: Oh, I'm definitely, I think, sidewaysing a Hawks boy that buy for, for mine because I got both. Um, all right, that was the last of some some premium upgrades. Now let's talk about some concerns. And yep, one of them is one of those Hawks boys that I just talk about, and that's James Sicily. I mean, similar vein. I've been was telling, and look, you did do quite well trading at Ridley, but I'm going to have the same notion that I was telling a lot of people, or we all were up until that point, is just to hold on till the buys and. And assess it then. You know, Sicily doesn't have any real glaring issues besides just himself and the way he's. I mean, didn't he give a fifty away, boys, in the first three minutes? I didn't watch it, and mm-hmm. he sat on negative till quarter time, and then was. I don't think. I was checking the scores, going, "Why am I even checking the scores?" This guy needs to piss off. Um, so, look, I'm going to hold him to the buy and assess then, but um, he still could come good. So, I don't know, George. You you do watch Sicily a bit and the Hawks, and take a keen interest. What do you see there, and what do you what do you have? For any advice for people like me,
1: why I think he's frustrated, and I might be just making this up, but I think the instruction has been to let others rebound a bit more, and their key position setup is just a mess. Like where was playing key position on uh, Tracy, Sisley's doing a bit of key position, a bit of not a um, bit of uh, like third tall stuff, which is kind of what he's doing last year anyway. But given more kick-ins, more rebounding responsibility. to to Hardwick, you know, Seamus Mitchell taking a few kick-ins as well. It's just less responsibility on him to rebound. He's still getting a few marks from kick-ins, but I just feel like he's rebounding less. Like, I haven't checked rebounds, but I assume there'd be less than last year. And again, I think he's like, he's just losing his shit because Hawthorne are bad maybe. Um, I think he's a hold to the NSS at the buy, but I don't think you bring him in because 530k look, he can turn it around. He's He's far better than this. I think there's a reasonable chance he does, but with like Darcy Cameron coming in, gone, Petrarca on the same buy as well, I think he would probably go that route for yeah. now. If Sicily was like sub 500 and you needed to finish your defense and you're stra- uh, strapped for cash, I- I'd be okay bringing him in. Um, but otherwise, I think there's, um, I it doesn't look like he's top six, but I don't think he'll be far off.
0: Anything to add, JD? No,
2: other than I just feel like he's playing down because they're struggling to lose by enough. Because like West Coast is just that bad, and even Norths, and Hawks this year, and they clearly want the number one pick. So <laughs> I feel like he's doing his job for the team as the captain, and unfortunately, that means that a lot of the hypothesis we had about him as a super coach player has gone out the window as this season's progressed. It's honestly a really weird one. Uh, and I assume if they're not playing for number one pick next year, he's actually going to be a really good target then. The other interesting stat that came out today was looking at um, like likelihood to score or something off kick-ins based on uh, who was taking him for the horse. it haul. was
0: inside 50s.
2: Yeah. But, but it was something like that. And it was like Hardwick was like 10% and Sicily was near 50%. So he's clearly much more effective and a better user of the ball, but they're not putting it through him. And, you know, is it development? Is it making sure the game is managed in a certain way? Um, whatever it is, like I just, I think it's really hard to go Sicily when Hawks are not necessarily playing to win, uh, yeah. because it, it just means that he's one of the ones that has to give up on his game a little bit to ensure that they get the result they um, desire. I'm not like deliberately accusing him of tanking <laughs> or anything like that. It's just that, like that, that's what feels like is going on for me because I, there's no other reason that Sicily's scoring is down as much as it is.
1: It's just weird because his DT is the same as last year, basically. But the Supercrow is down 15. Efficiency is the same. I'm not too sure. Uh rebound's down by one.
0: And yeah, what are Clangers and those sorts of things?
1: Uh, Clangers up by 0. 0.3. Uh, meters gains down by a lot. Maybe it's more short kicks this year. There you go. Just junking it up. Meter's going down by 150, 160. Oof, maybe it's yeah. That, yeah, the less short, maybe it's more short kicks, which is what we saw early in the season. When he had, I think he had one game of what, 14 marks or something, something like that. Seventeen. Effective
0: kicks last year, 15 again this year, 12. So it's just three effective kicks and a few, as you said, um longer kicks, unfortunately. So ah well. Um he probably can still go ninety five to hundred. So is it like an urgent trade out? For me, no. Uh, is it a possible buy flip? Yes, we'll see. Uh, and the other one, the big one, is Luke Davies Uniac, who um, went from the hottest player in the competition after two weeks to, I mean, I don't want to go over old wounds for for owners, but, you know, highly traded in that week. We all know what happened with the website and it's just, just gone downhill from there. And he has been carrying a couple of issues, obviously missed the week with the heel or whatever, but I think we sort of once or uh, we said anyway, once we knew that was uh, that was what's happening and he was carrying something, it was probably time to jump off, you know, take that opportunity while you had it. Uh, and he's probably still playing through it and, and struggling quite a bit. So the hard part is he's, he's come all the way down to 510K now, 516, you know, with a 160 break even. But um, even if he's named this week, boys, are you encouraging people to, to trade out? J.D., I'll start with you uh yeah look it's um it's a tough one because it is
2: you know holders golden he had the last buy as well which was nice because if you're gonna flip him it's for that but i think the reality is he has to be carrying something like this is just so far off the ld we had so i would be in favor of using a boost and getting him to someone worth owning especially given that there's a few discount options going around at the moment um yeah there's just it's just really unfortunate this is you know, it's going to frustrate owners this year, but this is the type of player I'll be um, probably aiming to start next year just because he's so discounted on what he can do. If he has a full preseason, gets right, then um, be all over him. But yeah, I mean, he's scored worse each week in for the last five games he's played. Like ever since round two, each week he's gone out, he's scored a little bit worse. The weeks that he's actually played, his five round average is 95, which actually seems like way too high. So yeah, he's a straight swap to someone like, mills like it's only like seven or eight k i think i'd just be jumping off um yep yep
0: i agree george same thing
1: uh, the way i play this is if if i think i've got a player that's injured and dropping money i just get out yeah if you got a boost definitely get him out and look maybe he comes good but it gives you a bit more peace of mind you don't have to go in thinking am i gonna get his time on ground the other day was like under 70 as well he might come good um, yeah I always if I think a player is injured I just get rid of him and yeah it didn't work some like earlier this year Finn Callahan got that shoulder knock and I was like oh shit I'm gonna trade him out but they said the report said he was all good so I said I'll hold him again and then that game that I held in the second game he's pulling out a tackle still so I was like I think he's injured like I'm getting out and then I he's made 100k since so sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but I think for the peace of mind, I'd probably get out. And yeah, 160 break even. Uh Yeah. You just, if you hold this, it's it might get worse and worse. So out of fear, I'd get rid of him.
0: Yep. I agree. Now let's get to some good stuff. We'll leave. We've got trade-outs and rookies to, to cover off. But the DPPs, um, still a month away, but we got a nice update last week of some numbers. And we're going to um, talk about some more again this week after another game of data. Um, there's three main guys. I'll quickly run over some others that aren't as relevant. Um, you know, Dylan Williams. No one really wants to talk about him because no one owns him and, and we all hate it, but he's going to get defender status, of course. Um, Ashcroft was a little bit close to you know forward time, but again, not relevant. Most people will be getting rid of him. Grundy's not going to get forward time judging off his uh, stats, which is 16%, so sort of tells you a bit of what's going on with the ruck time there, but obviously he had you know, a few weeks without without Gorn. Uh, McRae, 30%. So I guess it's still possible. Um, but Trelaw's just done his hammy right, so he'll be out. So McRae probably will play a bit more midfield, so might miss out. And then Mills, who people might be asking about, is 22 defense and 12 forward. So, you know, not going to get any DPP uh, here. Uh, and then there's Jaden Short. Maybe we could speak about him before we speak about the big guys. He's going to get defender status. But I feel a lot of people are already full there, and there's a lot of other options that don't really require you going. Someone like him. So, anything to add on Shorty Jaws before we get to the, the three main guys? Probably not. He played midfield. Yeah, he did on the week and He swapped again, hey. So, who knows? <laughs> you just don't. Uh, know I think was, I think it was. I think he'll he stay there given Baker's form early, early in the year. So he's no. Uh, yeah, it can change week to week. So, just not something you touch. But the three main guys we want to talk about got them here, bottom of the screen. Um, we will keep in mind that obviously the games played is different for all of these guys. So, Sam Walsh right now sitting at 39% forward. Uh, and this is all across the season. So, across all their games played, but he has only played four. So, with four games still to go, there's still a chance for him to swing that quite substantially, you know, because he still has 50% of his sample to play up until that point so uh, i worked it out i mean pretty yeah you gotta get 35 percent. so from here for the next four he'd need to get under 30 to make that below 35 so he needs 30 and above in the next four games to get the 35 um status and then gone i mean he's obviously played not as many either um i think he might be similar what's he sitting at five so um it's looking like he's you know trending towards that, uh, but again, he still, you know, hasn't played as much as others. So there is a chance it could swing the other way. And then track who is probably, a, yeah, it's a negative for him. He's at 32%, and but, but because he has played every game and has played eight, it's harder in the shorter amount of time to swing that back above. So it's weird, George, he's come down since the first update from 34 point, whatever it was, to 32. So uh, he's right on the edge It only take, you know, one big game of forward. To get there, but what's your takeaways? You know, like if I mean, all these guys, if they were to get it, would be very heavily considered. So, you know, how how's your team look? What how, how are you going to attack this, and and what what can you expect?
1: This is kind of the problem. I think JD brought, so JD or one of you, I, know, I can't remember. One of you was bringing up about um, like going for like a merit or parish. All of a sudden, uh, like Gorn and Petraka potentially, especially Gorn looks more likely than Petrarca. Um, Do you have to have these players if they all get DPP? Well, I think they will be top six, so I think you do need them. Um, I can't see him. Walsh has the last buy, so I don't know how I can get him in anytime soon. Um, Might be like a round 16 upgrade of like a day or something. Um, I like day. He's doing okay, but he's not Walsh. I'm probably not as bullish as Walsh as maybe you are. Just watching him last year in the half forward role. Um, again, like maybe he was carrying something, which he probably was, but just miss, misses out on those um tackles. I know he's like he's out at every stoppage, but still it's a few less opportunity to get it might only be five, you know, uh, four to eight points a game, but a few less opportunities to like tackle and win clearances and whatnot with a uh, rolling up from half forward. So I'm not it's been too... all right
0: last two weeks. you got to get lucky sometimes with tackles. He's had ten and eight yeah. the last two weeks. But I do know what you mean. If you're not on the inner yeah. inner inner part of the stoppage there's less chance of getting him than you yeah. on the outer. So I do understand. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I still think he'll be like I'm not expecting one twenty for him. If he can persist in this role, I'd probably expect closer to one ten. Um so yeah, I think he's yeah, I mean it's good targets. I mean he's sent while she just racks it up. So and then Gorn, I think the main thing with Gorn is do you get him as soon as he gets it, or do you wait for him after his buy? Problem with that is he plays port, and I just think he's gonna destroy them like he did last year. Uh so I don't know. I it's a hard one. Um it's one that I'll just assess, and if I have to pay up, I have to pay up with the magical money that's going to appear from thin air that I'll have to get in later on. So, um, I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, you got to get him in. It's just when. It's just assess in a few weeks. Was it three weeks away? I'm still a nine, ten like, games. Three. Um ten. Three.
0: Three. It's after round 11. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was saying that wrong before. So three, yeah. So um, I, I think
1: I, I'm not in a hurry to get them in. But it's going to be, yeah. I'm a, I hope you just
0: hope you're not priced out
1: of them, but we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, that is it is a bit annoying, Jody. That gone at his price now is probably not going to be anywhere near that by the time it rolls around. But yeah, what who are you most interested in from you know from this lot? Ah, uh, I mean, yeah, all, all of them are
2: interesting. I'd say gone's actually probably the least interesting of the three just because. I think there's a chance he gets rested um, given what he's had to face this year and the fact they've got Grundy in the side. Uh, But he's probably the most handy because if you do have a ruck injury, he can cover there. Um, Yeah, I think to George's point, they're all probably top of their line um, and they're players that you want to get in your side. But like Walsh, I can't bring in because of the last buy, so it'd have to be a luxury upgrade way at the end or an injury trade sideways. Gorn and Petraka probably. Oh, uh, Petraka, I've already got Gorn. I'd have to wait until I think after he's by anyway to bring him in. So, and even then, I've got other people like Dawson. I still need, which is probably a bigger priority. So, um, I think the the only thing is like you don't have to have all these guys if the rest of your team's pretty good and like you know you have the rest of the top five and you're just missing the one one or two of these. It's not the end of the world, but uh, yeah, they're all nice to have. I think. I think let's just watch over the next couple of weeks because with Walsh's small sample size of games it can swing back pretty heavily the other way. I think Gorn's probably in a similar boat as well. I'd say it's unlikely unlikely Petrarca gets D P status from here.
0: Yeah. Well, as I said, I was I was saying that wrong. So um, obviously there's only three more games. So with Walsh having played four, um, he probably needs uh, you know, even how many not as much so he's 39 it might it's gonna be hard i would say over three to get that below but it is possible you know just you quickly, know what Carlton does, he have, does he have to play a certain amount of games yeah and he will get there he will get there okay it's, um uh, we had it last week or in the discord there was a a thing and it's um probably too much for me to scroll up and find it now but yeah i believe I believe he's all good on that front. I think it's okay. I think it's six or something out of twelve for the second instalment. It's like half the games. Yeah. Which he will play if he plays out from here. He'll play seven. So anyway, yeah, it's hard. And like you said, last buy, like there's just no way JD can grab someone like a Walsh with nine from that buy. Uh and how many do you have, George? Is that eight or something? Like it's just I I've got you can't s- be doing that. Here seven. Seven. So I even mean, then at like, seven, you're not grabbing another one,
1: are you? I think it's like I think I'm gonna hold we'll see how we go, but like Chinkotta and Jury all going well. I think oh, I'll have to get rid of them on their buy as well. Mm-hmm. Um and then again it's like the the round fifteen buy, we got the English Marshall together. Yeah. So we'll have two in that line, so it might be a bit easier. But then yeah, we'll have the donut in the ruck line if we're holding like unless you're sideways Madden, which I can't see happening. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough buy. So I just, even with seven, I can't get Walsh. No
0: chance. Yep, would have to be after. All right, something to monitor. We'll get to uh, now it's just some trade-outs, finish with rookies and, and then some captains. So I don't want to spend a hell of a lot of time on guys that we're trading out, but we'll just list a few and um, discuss. But I think most of these we're all probably in the green in Maybe the McKenna is one not, but Cedarfield, we don't need to spend a whole lot of time. You know, probably a lot of people got rid of him last week. If you still have him for whatever reason. He can go. James Warpole. Um, look, did did his job for us. You know, I don't even think his mid time dropped. You know, majorly on the weekend. Like sixty percent still. Like it was. It's, it's dropped. It's the last what it couple is. Couple weeks, he, but he just it's had not a poor, terrible. Yep. Game, which is, you know, what he's prone to, but. I, <laughs> If he had other trade outs, his break even's 85, maybe he could hold on for one more week, but I think he's he's one that's you know also time to go. Um just jump in, boys, if you have any other opinions on players as I'm going. Ridley, not really. I just on, on yep.
1: Warpool, I I don't mind holding him for a bit longer. I thought he looked good. Yep. He's got West Coast in two weeks and St. Kilda give up possession um yep. after Melbourne this week. So uh, I think he's topped out, so or roughly topped out. Um so I think you can get rid of him, but I'd, I'd still be getting off trash off the field if you can. But if you can't, then he is he's probably the one that has to go. Be holding Hopper before Warpool.
0: Yes. Yeah, we don't have Hopper on this list. Um, next one, yeah, Ridley, as I was about to say, like obviously concussion, I think he's missing at least a week. Jodie maybe two, so that's not really a hard decision. Did he have like um, a jaw issue? I think that might be... But then Cleary backed out of that, and he said he was upright, okay. So, <laughs> okay. Is, this, yeah. is this Ridley? It is.
2: Yeah. 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 No. Brad Scott said in the post-game presser that there was like some concern of talk, but there's no issue with his draw. just a concussion.
0: Yep. Uh Grundy's the next one. Someone we were sort of telling people to jump off the last couple of weeks, but like now, more than definitely one fifty break even. Gorn's right there as a straight swap. Just get it done. Um. Ashcroft and a bit of an annoying one for most of us. Uh, I mean, I guess it helped me in some sense looping him, but it doesn't help cash gen. And, you know, he is holdable with a 70 break even and still that 100 in his cycle for this week. But, you know, even with a 70 against the Bombers this week, his break even will shoot up to 100. So that 30 really doesn't help. But if you had others that can go before him, you can, you can maybe hold on to him for one more week. So, any opinion on Ashcroft, guys? I think he's all right to hold. It's just he's,
1: I think, yeah, projected in front of me. If he goes 73 the next month, he's thirty losing him. 4K.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. At that price, 370K and a 37, it's, yeah, it's going to be tough to make yeah. money. I think he's okay because he's better fieldable. He's more fieldable than like a Wilmot who I've still got or it's Seamus Mitchell. Um, but I think I'm just going to get rid of him because he doesn't have that much more to make.
2: So, yeah. I've had the same view on him for about two or three weeks now. He's fine to trade, fine to hold. Just depends on if you've got bigger problems in your team or not and what the money gets you.
0: Yep. Uh, And I think the roadblocks coming next week with that 30, just going to shoot up his break even unless he manages a big game against uh, Essendon, which could happen. He's got talent. He's playing a decent role. But, yeah, still one that, that can go. McKenna, I guess, in a bit of a similar boat. So these two are sort of in, yeah. Similar boats with hold or trade. You know, McKenna's break even still fifty seven. That's gettable for him, but obviously annoyingly dropped to forty last week. Um, you know, even with some kickouts, just just wasn't a, a you know wasn't a great game from him. Didn't get involved as much. Um, yeah, he's, he's one you can trade, but I think he's in the same boat as McKenna. as one you you can possibly hold if you wanted to. He still sort of has the opportunity to make more money because you know he's not up as a higher price as someone like an Ashcroft. So um yeah what do you think about mckenna george yeah he did not score at
1: all with um decent kick ins i think it was five. Oh, rich out kitty
0: was out for a bit with the uh, getting assessed
1: uh, or whatever and yeah this was just looking up the injury list uh kareem coleman they said he had cramp and he's not on the injury list updated today so i assume kitty will play this week so yeah honestly i don't know you could get an 80 from mckenna you could get a 50. i don't know so it's like i think you could trade or hold it's the same boat as ashcroft as you said
0: i'll ask you then jd i guess maybe people i think i saw a couple in the discord in this situation with ashcroft and mckenna and so you're trying to pick one to use as an upgrade this week where where would you lean as to who you held and who you traded um
2: I probably trade Ashcroft, to be honest.
0: Uh, actually, I don't know. It's so hard. <laughs> I know I've spung that on I mean, you, but
2: but like I mean, I've got rid of both of these boys. So Correct. I'm not, I'm not invested. So I mean, McKenna's got like things I like for McKenna is that he's got the he's got the revenge game, and he's got the Essendon revenge game, right? So that's that's the two there. Probably be some booing, I guess. <laughs> um, but Essendon, I think, have been somewhat stingy for opposition defenders to score on. Uh, and we also tend to have been playing smaller f- uh, forward lines, so I don't know if he's going to have to be following around a, you know, a smaller, faster guy and playing kind of accountable on them. Uh, and then for Ashcroft, I think the thing that I like about his game from a fantasy super coach perspective, not so much for the real deal, is that he loves to run up for like the short fifteen meter chip kicks. Um, I've noticed it a lot. Like, you know, the person kicking like kicking in for lines will hit him up occasionally. He'll run down there. Or if it's just kind of exited their defensive 50, then he'll look for it through the midfield as well. And he, he gets a lot of points of that. You combine that with his ability to go forward, kick goal, and just his contested work. And you can get some really nice scores out of him. And I think Essendon is a team that um, can give up a fair few points to midfielders, or at least has done this year. So I could see him going... Really good against Essendon as well. Um, and it's at home where I have a feeling he's scored all right. So, um, in fact, yeah, I think like his three games at the Gabba so far have been 105, 75, and 103 for Ashcroft. So, yeah, um, those are, I guess, some things for you to consider. And then, you of course, you've got the break even as well, with which who's got the better one. I should also say that, um, like mckenna's three better scores have been at the gabba um all right let, let's prioritize points on field keep ashcroft trade mckenna
0: george i'll get over to you I won't let you get out of this one <laughs> <What do you laughs> whichever if you need the money
1: from ashcroft get rid of ashcroft uh, yeah. otherwise i think ashcroft should outscore him
0: you think okay i think get rid of ashcroft as well um don't know. I don't mind McKay, and there is just a sneaky chance he has, you know, a decent game, and, and from his lower price, obviously, can make more money than what Ashcroft can. So, look, it's probably the case of trade one and one the net, you know, next week anyway. So it's not going to make a huge difference. And if you are just looking for points, then maybe you keep Ashcroft for that. But yeah, obviously, price might um, depend on who you're getting in, so you might want to get rid of Ashcroft anyway. Uh, Fergus Green, I mean, someone that most people. Probably already had got rid of, but yeah, now especially break even over a hundred. Lost all his cash. So yeah, get the hell out of that. And I might spring another one on you boys. It's not a here on the list, but it's more of a premium one. And it's um it's big Shrek. It's big Sean Darcy. And now not because he's been bad, but he did have a down week. His break even's now one fifty-five. And he's only 40K off Tim English. And I'm assuming most owners of him are non-owners of English. Um, do you take this opportunity to... And look, to be fair, Tim English's break even's pretty similar. But I don't know. I know a lot of people probably don't have the boost or, you know, it's not in their trade plans to do something like this at this stage of the season. But I don't know. What do you think? I know there's a few people like Lock, even. Uh, obviously, remember Discord is in the top 10. is like the highest... Shrek owner, so shout out to him because, uh, you know, someone who's carrying Shrek the highest, I, I like to see. But did, would you make a move like that if you're a, a Darcy owner? I'd
1: probably go down to Gorn, bank the money, yeah. get this Port Adelaide match up. Uh, Shrek plays Sydney at SCG, small ground, more stoppages. Laddams, me is no good for sure. Yeah, yeah I think long. it's like. You get more getting a rookie to a a premium. Unless it doesn't interrupt that. I think you could go to English with one. Maybe you just want to keep him and get Marshall to English. English. I don't know.
0: Yeah. JD, weird one I know, but... I know we don't love talking about the Rucks too much, but there's a bit of difference, I guess, with some people now. Uh, I think Gone is worth going as the
2: alternate route just because if he gets DPP, you're not going to get in this cheap. English won't be too much more expensive. Then you can get
0: someone later. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Plus if anything happens to English, then you're really far ahead. So like, it depends on how risky you want to go. I think getting English is safe. I think getting gone is more interesting. Yep. I think and, 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 makes and, sense too. and like, I was like weighing up, like, you know, what happens this week if like, Um, there's some talk that Marshall still saw or maybe Tom Campbell gets named, like, would you consider going Marshall to Gorn this week anyway? But hopefully we'll have to get into those types of considerations.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I like Gorn. Then you get it forward status, hopefully you're obviously praying for that. Then you can grab English, possibly around 600-ish later on if all goes well for you because he does have a higher break even. But we obviously know what he can do on the scoring front. All right, we'll move on. We've got some rookies to finish with. Uh, the all-important rookies and the all non-existent rookies, to be perfectly honest, but there's a couple. Uh, George is still putting Dill Williams on here. Uh, do you really want to talk about him, George? Uh, or do you just, like, don't do this to yourself? Two hundred forty. I think JD put him there. but Did JD put him there? Okay, I've gone at the wrong person here, but. It, it hurts, J.D. I don't know. Look, he played no, well. I he said, I mean, he played oh, no, 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 no,
2: no. Is, he's in here because people talk about Atkins at 203k. Is he really Is he really <laughs> a better option than Williams, who like at least seems to be able to like score, has decent job security, gotten better every week? I mean, that's why he's in here. <laughs> he looked like he's played
1: 100 games at halfback the past two weeks. Oh, he just yeah. was intercepting, rebounding, good user. I mean, it's a small sample, but he looks good back there. Kick-ins yeah. as well.
0: Yeah. It hurts. Look, I don't... I'm not a I can't pay either, that, though. 240 too, so much. Yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible. Unless you're, uh, you know, Geigo <laughs> with all the bloody <laughs> cash and trades he's got. Uh, another shout-out. But Jada, yeah, uh, can't really trade him Williams. But okay. I guess we'll talk more about Atkins. What, like, what could I, it be? I know you put him there for... Yeah, I know. Uh, for that reason, Atkins, are you at all interested in him or is that... Yeah, part of the reason, no, Williams. There, <laughs> no, I
2: mean, people are like excited about his goodbye. There's a chance he's not even in the team by the time the buys roll around. So, Atkins <laughs> is a hard no for me.
0: I'm an agreeance, I'm like, in George I don't think is so. Go on, George. Oh, no, I'm getting it. <laughs> that's what I mean. I said, Yeah, you're um, not an agreeance because you are getting it. Well, I don't mind the passing ex, 200K. the X prom. I looked at my fantasy team,
1: which is a heap of shit, but I've got Chase Jones and Rory Atkins. I just I can't believe this is <laughs> happening. That's got to be PTSD. There, there's no – like never in a million trillion years did I think this was – in a universe <laughs> this could happen. I guess okay, so I'll speak on Atkins. Message history um, of
0: Atkins because there will be some stuff <laughs> there for sure <laughs> from four years ago.
1: <laughs> oh, geez. Um, Atkins was a winger at the Crows. I, I guess he was sort of known for not – Loving the contest, I think. I don't know if that's too harsh, but wasn't a strong contested player. Um, Pressure on, goes missing, downhill skier. That was his reputation at the Crows. Um, Crumbled under pressure this week. uh, Had two bad turnovers late. One was a bit stiff. The other one was about two two minutes to go. They're trying to win the game. Um, He goes for a run, passes it to the opposition
2: What's funny? I put in, I just searched Discord for your username with Atkins. There's 300 messages. I've realized that. I did That That might be okay. Tom, Tom Atkins. Oh, yeah, that oh, was, yeah. Because oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. he did when, go crazy on Atkins for a when, year as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The full year of Tom Atkins.
1: Oh, dear.
0: Okay. okay, so
1: I'm picking him because he's getting five kick-ins. I don't think Weller in or out matters. They move Weller to the wing. Um, there's an article on Atkins. I don't. I can't remember what website, but, um, but he's like worked really hard to get back into the team. Worked in this point. VFL numbers pretty good. A few one ten pluses in there. Maybe one or two. Maybe one bad one, and mostly one tens. I think he looked okay. He looked okay. Um, I think I was saying before. Yeah, I think turnovers killed him in the last quarter. I didn't think he used it that badly. I think he was just trying to make a play happen and like move the ball really quick. And there was like dying stages and um, yeah, when you have a clang in the dying stages, like champion data, just rip your head off. I think that's kind of what happened to him. I'm going to pick him and I'm going to field him for the time being and hopefully hold him through the buys because that buy is pretty appealing. Um, Now, do you pick him if it stuffs up your upgrade next week? Because for me, I only had about 530k to play with next week and Zach Merritt is not under 530k which means I'm not getting anyone uh, unless I get rid of Hopper so for me it just kind of works out where it doesn't block an upgrade because I wasn't going to upgrade next week anyway and if you are upgrading you're going to get a big advantage over people like me uh, because it's very painful I'm going to give up like 70 points next week but um, yeah back on Atkins I think he's a fine option I think he'll hold his spot I think he played okay and five kick-ins is very, 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 very nice, and uh, has West Coast this week, who apparently don't actually. I think on the um like the DFS thing, Gold Coast, um West Coast is not a great matchup for distributors, uh, but I do feel like this is not going to be super high pressure game like against Melbourne, so I think that might help him a bit. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pick him. The role is very, very good, very good, and he played okay. Now, also, last thing, job security, uh, not sure. (laughs) I think he needs to keep performing. If he plays the way he did the past two weeks, uh, I think he'll hold.
0: Good luck, my friend. I will not be joining you on that (laughs) venture. It can definitely work with the role, but, yeah, I'm just worried that he would be out of the team and just completely stuff you and have to be another sideways during the buys, but... If he was to play till round 15, then it, it would be a win um, in that role for sure. So, a real uh, risky pick, but yeah, one that could pay off. I hope
2: they're kind to you and drop him this week rather than next. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you watch Probably him? not happening. A little bit, because obviously I watched uh, two weeks ago against him, but I don't know. It's Like, it's not yeah. the hardest in the world to play off half-back. with. A, like, he's got a bit mm-hmm. of pace, right, George? And he can take, you know
1: yeah it, it doesn't make sense why unless they think they can make finals which I guess they still should be that should be the mindset but he's like 28 and a half um and they've like how many Boy, paid up how many distributors pay. have they rolled through back there this year just like classical and then, well, then they move well in our Atkins and the powers move back more and then um, McPherson's getting more responsibilities um I don't know it's just uh, lots of nuts and bolts moving around. Um, but yeah, I'm going to
2: do it. I mean, I think I'd be more confident in him if Weller was named this weekend. He's still on the side, but
1: Weller's wing though.
0: But yeah, you know, said, with all the changes, it could all revert. Something yeah, that's happened. fair. Yeah, so who yeah. knows? Who knows? Could work though. An extra body during the bars will be handy. Through all yeah, the, as we've and like even over though over again.
2: even though Weller was wing, you have had um, like. Fiorini play the royal well. You've got Flanders back in the side now. You've got um, like Bailey Humphrey. Like, I think he actually played pretty well last week and he's like playing more half order. role. I, he actually looked really good up on the ball. I think he's going to be a pick in future years. Like Petrarca, Mould or like Dusty Mould style pick. I actually liked his game a lot. But yeah, I don't know. Atkins is I don't know. I'm getting off track here because I don't really want to talk about the Rat King anymore.
0: Well, shall, that we shall not <laughs> unless George has one last little thing. I just here. can't no, I just can't believe I'm bring him in. <laughs> Did you see what I posted in Discord? <laughs> I found a message of you uh, slandering his name. Oh geez. From a comp perspective, Atkins sucks. I want him dropped every week.
1: <laughs> it's a new role though to the Crows, but I know, it's, I know. Still, it's not like the same player, just
0: different role, but yeah. still funny to look at. Here we are. Anyway either Wish it's me six luck. Six and it goes well or we get to look at some melts so um i'm keen either way um mitch nevitt we've got him here a bit of a weird one like they've got a few injuries uh i did look he got a few like a handful two or three cbas this week and scored a 70 but it was his third game and he rose to to 164 it just looked negative 25 break i don't know how we can sort of go a geelong player like this when we know they've got Guthrie to come back, some others who, look. to be fair, we don't know when because they don't tell us, but I don't know. We can't pick someone like this, can we, J.D.? No. I'm George. I don't think, anyway.
1: You go, George. Oh, the last problem I need is
2: a Geelong <laughs> Yeah.
1: That doesn't have direct injury in
2: front of him. Um, we could probably move on. <laughs> Mate, you wait, hold on. Hold on. You picked up Simpson, no problems last week.
1: Hang on. All right. There's a clear path for his JS, though. There's...
2: Yeah, same Sting with Nebbitt. He played this week and now Dangerfield's out for three and he moved in and took CBAs in the fourth while Danger was sitting.
1: That. What do you mean? There's a clear path. Uh, look, I'll be honest. I-, I took very little notice of him. <laughs> so uh, I'll defer to you. He, does, he looks like that guy from the British office, the blonde hair. <laughs> you
2: know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do. And that's brutal but true. Brutal but true. <laughs> That's the only um, thing
1: I could think of like that was distracting
2: me but anyway. Okay, so I think some things that work in his favor is he won the um like their twos best and fairest last year. I'm I'm pretty sure as a midfielder. And their midfield is the thing that they are definitely weak on, and especially with Dangerfield out. And I don't think other guys like I mean Atkins, uh, Guthrie, Bruin, uh, have done well enough this year that if Nevitt comes in and plays well over the couple of weeks that they necessarily hold their spots over him, despite the length and the side and all this type of stuff. I feel like there's opportunity for him to be there. He scored 72 this week, and that was really only with some CBAs in the last little bit. Richmond and Freo in the next two, which are soft as hell matchups. Like, he, you could see him making him 100K over two weeks anyway. Even if Danger's back in three, so I don't know. And I'll say goodbye. I'm talking about that goodbye, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like. I mean, if if you're into, he's got a better role than Simpson did last week. Um, playing for the same side with injuries that you know keeping Simpson's job security good sh- should keep Neve, you know, secure too. I like. I think he's getting dismissed just because he's already gone up a little bit in price and um Geelong factor as well, which just hurts. But I don't know. Like I feel like those that have watched him closely rate him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess Guthrie, is he coming straight back in? He can just take Danger's role. And what's this 58 time on ground? That's bloody abysmal. Yeah, that
2: is that is the biggest concern for sure.
0: So maybe it looks like him and Tanner are sort of sharing this forward bit of mid-bench roll, <laughs> heavy bench roll because you know, Tanner's still getting sixty five TOG, which yeah you. Oh, hmm. I don't know. Oh god. Um oh, can we never bring him <laughs> up again? <laughs> that's probably I guess what concerns me. Um better role than Simpson, yeah, I'll agree, but uh Simpson's sort of locked into a half forward role and playing a lot more on the ground. Uh in a Geelong team that, you know, probably win a lot of games. I don't know. Yep. I
2: I it's like weird as well because I think against Essendon he had like seventy seven percent tog. So he it's not like he was Short changed there. It's weird that just for the cats game,
0: uh, for for the Crom game, yeah. he was. Um, yeah, bit of a Pod Rook if you want to take the plunge, but probably one I'll sit off. And we've got a couple other guys here. So uh, Chesser, not one that I'm saying get in, but he's obviously there and might get picked. But if you have him, I think it's yeah, you're great. If you don't have him, I don't think. He's one you sort of jump on. Um, Same process, Weddle. Yeah. So look, only if Weddle maybe he's not named. And look, CJ's back this week. Um, Gabalich reported today. Uh, he's probably the last. I mean, it could be Seamus Mitchell, hey, and we could all suffer that. But yeah, we'll see what happens there with the, the team sheets. But that, I mean, that's always going to be a concern for Hawthorne. So yeah, you got Weddle 130k. You've got Chessa, but think you're bringing so, I mean,
2: like, so uh, this is the thing, like, I'm, like, if Weddle's no good, do you really want Chester over Nevitt? Uh, like, serious question here, because Chester's job security is, like, like, an 8 out of 10, right? Like, as long as he's healthy, they're just going to try and get games into him, which is great. But yep. he is putting up, like, 30s and 40s in full game time. Even during the buys, are you ever fielding his score, and is he ever making you enough money to be worthwhile owning?
0: Uh, No, so I do agree with you, if it were... You know if that was the case, I'd probably go never, but that's where I'd probably start talking about these first game as more. Um, in I know George has got or someone's got Turner there, was that UJD? But I think these other two, no, I
2: nah, nah, Turner's the blip on my radar. Yeah, I don't know why, him, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, he played a few years ago, I think, but just sort of covers yeah. off key defense. But it's, it's Drury, of course, who I mean, the comp's already going him, I think he's 20k traded in, so people are already going early. Um, on Turner oh, on, on, Drury. Drury. on Drury oh sorry okay
2: I was just gonna say as well like Salem is apparently available with his knee this week and uh, I think it was Hibbard who Turner was covering for like he was a late in for isn't on the injury list either so I'd say oh, there's, Yeah, there's no like almost no chance Turner
0: is in the team this week so yeah no no um no, we'll get you guys to speak on Drury because he's one that a lot of people are keen on. And look, you're probably not going to change many people's minds if he's already the most traded player. But I believe he looked good early and then faded. Is that what sort of happened? Yeah. Playing a yep. bit forward?
2: I, I can talk because I traded him um, sight unseen in my fantasy side. Um, so uh, yeah, it was on like 40 at halftime, finished the game on 50. But I still thought he was working hard in the second half of the game. It's just a bit hard because... Saints well and truly had that game under control. Uh, and this is going to be the problem with Drury, is that he's playing a half-forward role uh, in a poor side. So you're going to get quite unpredictable scoring and probably not very sustainable scoring. So it doesn't really look like he's going to be an on-field rookie, but you might be someone that you could loop if he plays early and get some good scores from that. I think the things I did like about his play style was if I was to compare him to another rookie that we've got, it's probably Chandler. In the sense that he's that smaller guy that moves up the field to present as an option, actually had pretty good, like was a pretty good marking target when he came up um, uh, up the field, and then also at stoppages he was pushing up to them and was actually very good with his hands. I thought he was quite quick and made good decisions um, and won a couple of contested possessions that way. So there were a couple of things I really liked about his game that show he's got some potential, and I think that's like the thing that got me excited about him is just given that North need to play or start playing some youth through that side, he looks like an exciting prospect to me just on that one game I've seen, which I, I wasn't watching him that closely, but enough to go like, oh, okay, I actually think there's something there. Um, but, yeah, I just think that the the role is still poor in a poor team and it's going to be inconsistent, but I think he is a player. Like, I don't think it, he's a, a, a dud of a player. It's just that the circumstances are going to make it hard for him to be good scoring. But, um, I mean, the positive is with that 102K price, tag you obviously get more money now because he's 20k cheaper or 30k cheaper than someone like a Weddle, and he needs to score less to then make the same amount of money as these other options so um, that's the benefit of going one of these basement rookie types
0: yep anything to add on jury george or somebody just probably wait a week on what are your thoughts you're muted as well
1: you're he's doing... doing a bit of wax <laughs> He's doing a bit of waxing with um Shizu and Z um early on, which looked good. So we're getting a bit of chip mark through middle of the ground. Yeah, I thought it looked good. I think JD covered it pretty well. So I think you can go early if you want. Just depends on if you need someone next
2: week or not. I think that's will yeah. come down to and, team sheets. Uh it's yeah, it's it's gonna be like who of the first gamers get named again next week. And so like it's not Turner. Drury, you're already taken, and then you're relying on Barry, And I think Barry is one of the ones from Gold Ghosts that could get dropped where um, some of these other guys come back. And then that means you're then waiting on new debutants this week. So we might get Fahey if Anguin's out, for example, for GWS. He's been good in the twos and might come in and play a wing role. But then you have to go early on someone next week, and you get into this cycle where you do the same thing over and over again. So if you actually like someone like Nevit, Chess are weddle enough this week, it's probably worthwhile breaking the cycle, waiting another week on Drury and then going from
0: there. Yep. That is exactly um, what I was gonna say. Because Tom Berry is the last one, of course. So if you go Drury this week, you you're probably relying on Berry to hold his spot and play. Um, you know, just yeah. quickly, I think
1: yeah, I think Ainsworth and Holman are coming back with their tests for this week. So they think they threatened Berry's spot. Although I thought he played okay, and then Harry Sharp as well. I think he'll be out for Rich and um Zorko when they come back in so they look a little nervous, they're both but...
2: one to two weeks is that right for, for Rich and Zorko I, I don't know so. just take my word for um, it um, I'll check but I think they're both one to two
1: just to wrap this up um who are you guys bringing in this week which rookie well
0: it's currently Weddle but obviously if that goes you know uh balls up for lack of a better term what what is the option what is the yes. option besides jury? If you want to leave him till next week, it, it, it's I'll be taking Atkins. I, mean, <laughs> I don't have the money, but he's a,
1: yeah, I know that's a, yeah, I
2: I can go like, um, Warple to mills in one trade and then like sideways Cowan to Atkins and make 900 bucks. <laughs> um, or, or I could just save the trade, uh, or I think like I don't know. I'm I'm somewhat interested in Everett if Weddles um, if Weddle's no good. I'll have to like reevaluate. But yeah, I, I don't know and maybe watch his game again, the highlights, but I
1: Weddle. Oh, I watched Weddle. Weddle's interesting. Um, played key position. Had some nice moments in the fourth quarter. I think well, maybe one moment where he went for a run and carry, which is, I remember watching that in his draft highlights. I don't know what role he's going to play. I think they're going to keep shifting players around. I don't know if he's sub-risk. And it's like, well, sh- they should play him because they're developing, but do they want to develop him at AFL level or do they want to develop him at VFL level? Because they've like played so many players through the VFL this year that have come in and out the side, like Mac- um, McKenzie McDonald and whatnot. I- I'm-, I'm comfortable skipping on Weddle. I think he's a good prospect, but I just don't know what they're going to do with him. And... Yeah, there's the defense is just they got eight defenders, nine defenders, and they got seven slots. I think he can play wing. I reckon what will happen is they'll play him wing eventually. But yeah, if I'm Hawthorne, I'm playing him and he'll be like a slow burn,
0: but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to say you're happy, comfortable skipping him, like most probably would, right? But if he's the option, that's what, you know, we're going to have to go. Um, People either don't like Atkins, which is fair enough, or don't have the money. So, yeah, I guess J.D. Nevitt's probably the next best. And then is it Chesser? Bloody hell, I don't know. Because, like, I guess look what you're doing next week. If you can't even upgrade next week, maybe you just grab Drury anyway. Because if you're just not going to make a trade next week, then you can, like, wait on a berry, see what happens there or whatever. But if you know you can upgrade next week and you've got – yeah, a way to do it, you probably want to leave jury as the option. So, just quickly,
1: a lot of people are, would be debating this.
0: Just Chester or Weddle? Ask me on the stream, George. Once we okay, see we'll, the t- I mean, we'll you go. can't answer that. Like, Weddle, yeah. will- CJ's going to be back, right? So, if he holds with him in, is that going to be the expense of though? And then we're all stuffed? I don't know. So, <laughs> who's coming out? Like, what? what are- oh, let's put Scrimshaw to sub again or move Scrimshaw <laughs> forward <laughs> and then sub Seamus off in the start of the third. <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. They've got a lot of defenders, as you said. So, you know. Oh, okay. He's um, still there. Hardwick's still there. Yeah.
2: Break, breaking news, even though it's 20 minutes old. Um, Nick Newman's ban has been thrown out. He's free to play against the Bulldogs. So, Cowan's small glimmer of hope to be in the side this
0: week has just been
2: snuffed, I'd say.
0: Okay. There you go. Um. Right, we'll finish off, boys. still been a long one, as we always say. Uh, we'll try and shorten them, but it never happens. Um, captains this week. So is it just a case of stop stuffing around George and just have it on Clary and Bont? Like, look, I know people have been able to grab Rowan last, like two weeks ago, Dunks, if you manage to get that. But, <laughs> I mean, Bont's in serious form right now. Um, we probably want to have it around him. Carlton... I guess possess the footy a bit, but like, I don't know, the way that he's going at the moment, Bond, the way are going, that could be another big one. So it's the same old roulette of Oliver English, Bond, like,
1: who do you pick? Uh, I wouldn't mind Dawson against the Saints. They seem to give up ball. The Dacos MCG against GWS could bounce back. Uh, I don't. No, I think at the moment it's on Oliver VC into Dawson C. Interesting. They put Hewitt on um, on Neil last week. So maybe they put attention into Bont. Like it depends on who
0: the.
2: This. It depends on the Crips matchup, right? Because like Crips is the one that's been leaking points to whoever he's standing on. And I have a feeling like Bont stands on Crips. Yeah. Uh, and then correct. Hewitt goes to Liber. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah like I like I, I'm not entirely sure and then you know whoever like Walsh Chera, whoever the third person is like man's so you're like Trelaw McCray type like that that makes sense to me but maybe just given Bont's form they do try and put more defensive work into him this year uh, so he's I think he's somewhat of a risky captain because if he doesn't have Crips matchup his scoring's probably not going to be good and then if I'm bringing Oliver this week, it's probably the vice captain. But I don't mind Mills as a sneaky choice against Frio if you don't have some of these other ones or don't like them. And even Stewart against the Cats on Friday night might be an interesting one. He scored 170 on them last time, or 160 on them. And Tiger's been giving up points to defenders pretty massively this year. The risk is that he might cop some heat because the last time they played was when he got suspended for four weeks for KOing Prestia, I believe. Um, So who knows how that actually plays out and affects him. It could be a positive, could be a negative. Uh, For those bringing in Noah Anderson, I guess the matchup against West Coast looks pretty good too. Uh, But yeah, as of right now, it's sitting on Oliver into Bontempelli for me.
0: Yep. Same for me. Don't really have any other standout options in my opinion. Like I don't, I'm not confident with the captaincy. I guess George Dawson is, you know, confident enough with him, but. You know, uh, I V-C'd him a few weeks ago, and that was part of my demise. So uh, no knock on him, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for now, uh, and that would be obviously as a C. So yep. uh, look, Nick's always there as backup against the Giants. I'm not sure what they'll do to him, but I guess he yep. might be playing a little bit injured. I don't know.
2: Oh, yeah, that, that's like probably the there's only two other players worth maybe talking about. So Neil has a really good track record against Essendon, but I just find it hard to trust him as a captain given that Brisbane Lions system has changed. And then Dacos was the one I did want to ask about because uh, Kingsley coming from that Tiger system, we haven't really seen him deploy a tag this year, which is what has brought Dacos down the last couple of weeks. Do you think there's a chance that he runs free, in which case he does feel like he's a good bounce-back candidate to get back to 40 touches, the team puts their arms around him, they feed him the ball this game and really, you know, like pump his ties back up, maybe a 140, 150 is on the cards?
0: I think so, but then like you're just going to look stupid uh, avoiding Bont again, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just looked
1: it. at Bond's five round. It's 147. I think I'll do Oliver into Bond. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean. Oh my God. I mean, I missed the 182, so I've been really bad this year with nailing it. I'll stick to Clarion Bond. If they can't get me a good one, well then so be it. I'll um, put my hands up. Um, Sounds good. That's it, boys. Been a good one. Been a long one. Some very important things coming up. But, uh, yeah. Um, you know, there's uh, quite a bit to digest. I know those cheap guys are some that people are looking at very much this week. And obviously the rookies, we just pray they hold their spot. They make some more money and and some continue to, uh, to pop up. But... Thanks for joining us this week. We'll um, possibly see you on a stream, but if not, on our next videos and, and next week's podcast. So thanks for watching, guys, and we'll see you on the next one.